When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, welcome back to Studio Secrets A to Z. I'm your host, Anthony J. Resta, and we are here to, uh, we have a very special guest here. Um, Before I get into that, I just want to tell you guys I've got a bunch of new tabs on the Studio Secrets A to Z website for uh, working with us. If you have any questions, just go there. We, you know, we can talk about, you know, consulting for um, mix, mixes, songwriting, all kinds of stuff. So that's new. And, you know, that's a call to action. And anyway, we have a very special guest here today. Uh, dear friend and longtime collaborator, Pro Reese. He's a really uh, a player in the hip hop world, having credits with um, Wale, uh, French Montana, J. Cole, uh, Wiz Khalifa. Um, just a, a phenomenal musician, songwriter, beat maker, and we're so happy to have you here, Reese. Thanks for coming. Hey, thanks for having me. Awesome, man. Uh, we have a, an interesting history. Let's. I'm going to go back to when we first met. We'll jump around a little bit today. Um, uh-huh. So it was, uh, it was. We moved out here in 2013, and um, we had a room in um, Paramount Studios upstairs, Studio E, which was a really cool room. And you were working downstairs with Wale, I believe, in the big room. Yeah. And Cariotti was up there, messing with the bass track that I had done the day before, and he said I wasn't there, and you came running up there like, "What is that?" Because I had this like. Um, it's a octave thing from the '60s on the on a, on the Fender P bass that was, brings it makes it almost like an 808. And you walk you walked in there, and that's when you met Cariotti, and that that's how we ended up hooking up. That was like what? Geez, ten years ago. Do you remember that? Yeah, definitely. That's crazy. Yeah. So I, he's like, oh, it's called a Fender P bass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we stayed in touch, and uh, you we met, and then you started coming over to the little guest house um, we had there in Sherman Oaks, and we worked on. Uh, some beats and we just kind of had a chemistry just in philosoph- philosophically we've been kind of aligned all along and jump forward all the way to now and we've got a, a big project we're about to start for a trailer company and like we have so much here to, to share but um, I'm just going to start off like where did you grow up and what affected you as a child and like how did all of this snowball into you becoming a producer let's go way back well I grew up in Long Beach in California and uh, I was skateboarding at the time, um, probably between like 95 and about like 2000. Um, I was living on the east side of Long Beach and then we had actually moved to another place. And I was skateboarding. Everybody around where I lived, there were gangbangers, 
selling drugs, all kinds of stuff. And I'm only probably 10, 11 or something like that around this time. So I wasn't doing any of that stuff or whatever. And I just moved there. So I didn't have any friends. So I would take my skateboard and I would skate off uh, to this park called Bixby Park, which is not actually called Bixby Park. It's called Cherry Park. But anybody that knows about that skateboarding, they called it Bixby Park. So uh, at that time, I actually wanted to be a pro skater. And I was around a, a bunch of big skaters like uh, Stefan Hataro, uh, Rondi Molin would come down there. Um, the Baker skateboard team started down there. Um, it, it was, it was, it was so many people, um, down there and like the culture, I just like the culture because the culture of skating is everybody just, they just wanted to help you. It didn't matter how good you were or, um, if you weren't good, like everybody was encouraging. Everybody was just cool. It was it was a really good place to be, especially for a kid and all that stuff. It was just, it was a good place to be. So I was skateboarding at the time and all that stuff. And I'm a heavier set dude. Um, back then they said I was, I look at pictures now and I'm just like, people are mean. <laughs> I really wasn't as big as I thought I was, but I was a bigger kid than most. So, yeah. you know, um, I mean, I'm almost six two, so uh, you know. And back then, I'm I'm bigger than most of the kids, so they're just like, you know, I could three flip and all that stuff. They're like, oh my gosh, and like, I don't know how the hell you can do that shit. Like, you're huge or whatever. Yeah. So they're making me think I'm huge or whatever, but I'm really not. Um. So. Uh, I start trying to go bigger tricks, and I try to do these uh these stairs. I don't remember how much it was. It may have been like five stairs, six stairs, something like that. Um, And I landed wrong and I fractured my hip. Oh, my goodness. At the time, I didn't know I fractured my hip, but it hurt like hell. I literally, for at least 20 to 30 blocks or something like that, was on my stomach on my skateboard crawling home oh my goodness all the way so i'm in pain it's just crazy so that's when i kind of like like oh yeah skateboarding's not gonna work out and you know so i'm kind of chilling outside and uh one of my really good friends uh they call him gummy he everybody thought he was crazy. He was probably one of the biggest gangbangers over there. But me and him, we just had a conversation and it was just cool. Uh, he rapped and everything. And at the time, even though I was skateboarding, my cousin, they would build and fix computers. So I was into building and fixing computers and stuff like that, too. So he was rapping. We ended up becoming friends or whatever. And I was just like, you know, I probably could get the software and a microphone. I could record you because my uncle, he he was dabbling into music or whatever. So I was just like, I probably can get a microphone 
And I was like, I, I probably can find a program and I can record you or whatever. Um, so that's kind of how it started. Like I stopped skateboarding because of that. So I was scared to skateboard again. And um, my friend was rapping or whatever. And I was just like, ah, I probably could record you. So I, when I first started, I actually started as an engineer. I see. <laughs> so that's kind of like how it all began. And then, you know, he was rapping and I was, I was like, well, you know, you could rap, but you know, rapping without any beats, like that's not going to work. <laughs> so I got Fruity Loops and I was just like trying to make beats and uh, Fruity Loops. Yeah. So I got Fruity Loops then. Um, or actually, was it that? Was it? Or it was Sonar. Yeah. Or maybe it was Sonar. Maybe I recorded in and then Fruity Loops, we made beats in. Um, and then, you know, LimeWire and yeah. uh, Napster, where uh, Bear Share, where uh, taking beats from wherever we can. Yeah. Um, so doing that, and I was just like, yeah, well, you know, rapping without any without any good beats that's not going to get you anywhere and then i told him i was like oh i want to rap so i started rapping along with engineering along with making beats and then what i really wanted to do is i really wanted to be able to sing yeah that's what i really wanted to be able to do and um uh so it just progressed from there and my my room was right next to my mom's room she she would yell. She's like, "That shit sounds crazy. Turn it down. <laughs> like it doesn't sound good." Um, Eight oh eight slamming yeah, through the and, walls. It and it was crazy too because, uh, like, I had my computer hooked up to like two twelve inch subwoofers. Like what? Like my speaker setup was whatever I could find. Yeah. It, it, it like old stereos and um, I I'd, I'd hooked up all kinds of. Uh, amps or whatever I could to my computer and and I bolted them to different walls so I had like <laughs> I had Atmos before Atmos was a thing and it was just crazy that's awesome yeah. that's that's so cool and and Fruity Loops ended up like being like probably the, the main format even to this day in hip hop there's a lot of people that still use that oh yeah for sure I don't yeah but you, you got your foundation in it yeah yeah I got my foundation in it but you know, as I progressed, I understood that the tools that I use to become a professional had to be different. So I went from there to like reason yep. to pro tools. Um, and, you know, yeah. Cool. So how long did it take once you started making beats and recording your friends and stuff? How Let's let's fast forward to like your first like, you know, gig that got you some recognition like how many years does, so people you know people know that this is like a long hard path oh it's ridiculous um so my actual first placement probably didn't happen until 2013 2014 holy crap so that was like from so you know from you know from maybe like 2001 till 2013 Wow, that's a long time, man. That's a lot of experience. Um, it's is yeah. And you and learn along the way. You make mistakes, and that's how you learn, you know. Oh, for sure. And in this business, nobody tells you anything. They don't want to tell you anything because everything is a secret. Oh, they I know how to do this, and you know, over the years, I realized that it's that's the dumbest thing in the world because you know 
our ears, you know, the way we see things, everything's like fingerprints. Like it's never going to be the same. It's never going to be replicated the same. It's just not going to happen. So to tell me one of your secrets or for to tell me for me to tell you one of mine, you don't hear what I hear. So you're not going to use it the way that I use it. So it's it's just yeah it's, that's interesting and, and you know we're studio secrets A to Z so you're in the right place yeah. <laughs> no but that's that's kind of like people say nobody can really say what blue looks like to you and red looks like to you um, correct it could be different you know yeah yeah it's, and it's not it's not the same you know wow that's amazing so what was the, the first uh, placement you got uh, my first major placement was with uh, Wale okay um the one that actually like I had others that were like mixtapes and stuff like yep. that but actual like from the uh the the big label and sure. the check and all that yeah. stuff it, it, it was Wale is that the album there that's on my spot e- yeah let's that, let's play let's play one let's do you want to play that one yeah. is that on there which no, yeah what is it which one um you can play um the the white shoes okay that lady once stopped me on the street I was wearing white shoes. And she says, I'm glad you're sticking with the white shoes. She says, it makes me feel good. They gonna judge you for love. Say we can always be fly. We gonna be good long as them sneakers wide. You be alright. was real the lord let them we was on a budget you know sharing old neighbors so the army could be fresh and public where the sneaker stores and larger mass get all the money because it ain't about what you're doing but how you're looking but they love you for your status and your catalog and everybody got a jersey to play along back then the whole checker for your zapper tools so even dirty niggas had the phones you know take this good advice stay gonna judge you for life say we can always be fly we gonna be good long as them sneakers wide Oh man, that's a great track, and it's funny knowing you. It's like the the Wurlitzer and the bass. It's just so you. It's like, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, tell us a little about that track and how it came to be. It's got like ten million uh, streams. You, do you I remember? Just, I just. Do you I, remember how it came together? I just made it. Like I had like a kind of like a studio apartment uh, in Downey above this Mexican restaurant, um, and I made it up there. So like. I ended up there at at that place because I needed to be able to make music 
and be loud and you know how that is oh, in an yeah. apartment all that stuff it's hard. so i found this little studio kind of apartment thing it was above a, a mexican restaurant and uh, I could be as loud as I want, especially when the business is closed. There was a flower shop under me, and then there was a Mexican restaurant. So you could go late night? Yeah, late night. I could bang as long as I needed to or whatever. And with that, with any of my other tracks, I kind of, I just kind of just make whatever whatever I feel. Like, I don't, it wasn't really specific. I was working with um, Wale at the time. I actually had came off a tour. I ended up going on tour with him. Okay. Um, him and J. Cole uh, and uh, Tory Lanez and a couple other people. So you were, from a technical standpoint on tour, what you were doing, like, what were you doing? No, I, I actually went on tour to actually start this album. So I was the first one to actually start this whole album, start the vibe of the album. I see. And everything. So everything is built around. Amazing. Wow. Yeah, what I what I started. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I hear it like you know. That's I just hear it really clearly. It's good. Can we play another one? What was, what's another favorite on here? I'd like to. Um, the other one that I did is uh, the one time in Houston, and I, I'll even tell you what's even crazier about this that I don't really say, and it doesn't really dawn on me. One of the credits that I have is Jerry Seinfeld because he narrates the whole album. So. All of the, uh, everything was off of the show. So Wale was a big fan of Jerry Seinfeld and, you know, just the everyday life and the stuff that happens. Sure. So depending on what he said, the the narration is from the show. And then he actually came in uh, just to shoot the shit and tell brand new jokes for like, two hours two three hours straight like that's amazing for jerry seinfeld to come and just are you kidding sit me? there like yeah. I, I i have stuff jokes and stuff that nobody's ever heard of <laughs> like i have like two three hours of, of just ins- new stuff you know that's what I mean? incredible and he gave you guys obviously hey look this is how crazy it is so jerry owns his show and it was on nbc he did not take any royalties from any he cleared everything wow for free what amazing what an amazing guy everything from the show that's on nbc so you you already know what they could have ate up oh yeah and then he came in and he did new material all for free all for free because he's a fan well he is a fan but how it really happened is his wife was a fan of wale's i see so that's how jerry seinfeld even knew anything he's like oh yeah this dude he keeps doing albums that are kind of like spinoffs of the show and all that stuff but i like it whatever yeah i see and they end up becoming friends and i end up becoming a part of this album that's cool man this is crazy i'm gonna play uh this this one one time in houston yeah Somebody that loves them, no. People hate that. You want to be with somebody who doesn't like you. Ideal. I am never saying I love you again unless they say it first. Word. Niggas, I'll tell you in the most endearing manner. 
headphones from a company that was double the price and yes she loves them now if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of raycons or even if you have but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good well now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds with Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. It's insane that you guys were a little ahead of the curve with like the detuning of the voices and stuff. That was kind of early on. That became a big trend, like later on. Well, it just depends on what region, because the you know the that one actually is called One Time in Houston, and uh, there was there's a DJ named DJ Screw that's been doing it since the 90s he was a dj and he was he would take people's records and he would chop and screw them so just depending on what region you're in you know where you heard it or whatever because you know some things they just they you don't hear them until they come really big commercial successes you know what i mean one of the things I, i really respect and like about you know your beats and the things you do is like you don't seem to like be one of these guys that like jumps on a trend you know like when somebody has a big record and then all of a sudden everybody's doing that thing and i feel like you're somebody who 
is not afraid to to just do your own thing and and wait for somebody to to, to catch on and latch on. And that's kind of my philosophy as well. So I think that's one of the reasons why you and I have gotten along so well, you know? No, definitely. Like, I mean, in a sense, I make music that I would, I wish somebody else would have made, you know what I mean? And I make music from a standpoint of a fan always because I want to enjoy the music. So it's not, you know how some producers, they fall in love with their own work and everything. Yeah. I'm not one of those people. I, I look at it subjectively. Like if I'm sitting at my computer and I'm at the iTunes store, would I actually spend a dollar on this? Like, is it good? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And if, if I don't say, yeah, then I'm, I'm not going to do it. But it's, 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 you know, music is an emotion. So I'm every time I make something, I'm trying to feel something. You know what I mean? And if you're not feeling anything, then it's not really art. What What are you doing it for? That's a huge studio secret right there. And that's so admirable. I mean, like, what would you think the ratio would be like of, say, if you do like 10 ideas that start out to be this or that out of that 10? Or is it 20? Is it 30? How many find that elusive magic that makes you go, uh oh, this, this, I got to push hard for this. You know, what's the ratio? Uh, some people never. Yeah. Some people never. Some, some people find it on an accident. You know what I mean? Like that. That's why there. That's why there's very few people that have multiple number ones because it's it's an it's an accident. People there. People don't do it on purpose. Yeah. And that's one of the things that I've been chasing is it. It's one thing to you know, uh, it's one thing to know, to know what you're doing, but it's another thing to do it on purpose every time. Yeah. Well, this brings me to a point of something that you've been studying and you've been kind of sharing some of your insights. And this would be a great for- forum for that is you studied, um, the, the hit songwriting of Max Martin in, yeah. great, in great detail. Like most. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, I mean, but, you know, you, you really broke it down into a science, and I think it really affected the way you, you approach things. Tell us a little about that. Yeah, so, you know, me and my manager, we, you know, everybody wants to be big. So Max Martin, he has the most number ones out of anybody and that he did not perform. So it may be more now, but um, I think it's like 88 number ones. Yeah. Most people are lucky if they get one. If yeah. they get, you know, three, it's like Huge. they're knocking it out of the park. The only other person that has as many, the other only two people that have as many number ones is uh, Dr. Luke. But Dr. every record that Dr. Luke has made, Max Martin has been a part of almost. Yeah. And then the other person is uh, John Lennon. But John Lennon performed his own songs and those were number ones. So out of those people, like those people they they have the most you know wow and um max martin he he does it on purpose sure it's a it's a science yeah it's it's a science but my thing is when i listen to max martin yes the songs are good and everything but his songs are technically good tell us what that means to you so what that means to me is mechanically they're right uh emotionally they're not all the way there so you know there there there's a thing where you can have 
a hit because mechanically it's right. It's 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 the right top line. It's the right melody. Everything flows. So that's how you get like these Katy Perry songs or you get these weekend songs and all that type of stuff. But then you have other things where you do not know why it's a number one or why it worked. And that's because it's culturally right. So it's an emotion and it and it moved the needle, you know, with with everything, with the culture that's going on. So, you know, most uh, urban artists or, you know, melanated artists, black artists, however you want to call it. Uh, we kind of feel our way through the hits. It's it's an emotion thing. So when everybody listens to Luther Vandross, Whitney, um, Michael, Prince or somebody like that, it's a feeling. It's not a technical thing. I see. You know what I mean? So when, when you hear the music, like there's key changes, there's transposing, um, there's there there's uh, uh, there's scale switching. There's there's all these things. Um because it's driven by emotion when you hear max martin that's why you get that oh yeah i could play these you know top 200 songs with the same four chords i see you know because it's a formula it's it's a formula but my thing is okay have the formula but then be able to culturally or you know i'm saying put put the soul and the emotion in it at the same time but be able to do it on purpose because he does the mechanical on purpose yeah and most people can't figure it out and i figured it out and i see fascinating that's really interesting and then i i saw somewhere in line a picture of you with quincy jones who's like one of my ultimate heroes compare quincy jones to max martin i think you're going to get that that the dividing line where they cross over into each other yeah i mean yeah I mean, it's but Quincy Jones, all of his stuff is is written from a place of of emotion. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm pretty sure it's like, oh, yeah, well, we got to have these number one hits. But I mean, at the same time, it's it's more culturally driven. Sure. Rather than technically driven. Yeah, that's fascinating. You know what I mean? Because like if you if you look and you see there, there is no Katy Perry's and Kesha's and Demi Lovato like that era is yep. is gone you know what i mean the the closest thing that we got because he did them too is art like ariana grande and the weekend you know wow they have those those technical pop songs sure but even when you listen to the weekend when you listen to him before he got with max martin the emotion in that versus his new records his new records are technically good his old records were emotionally good wow and you know, this is just my opinion, my sure. two cents. I don't think now that he's with Max Martin, I don't think they intertwine. I see. Wow. that's So I guess in, in life and as we evolve as producers and musicians and stuff, you know, the, the goal is to somehow combine those worlds, you know, and, and get lucky once in a while and have it all in one place. <laughs> but that's even if you recognize that there are two different worlds. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You know, because I mean, that's that's why most people, they look at hip hop. They're just like, well, how did that? how did you get the drums like Jay Villa, Jay Dilla and stuff? Like, how do you get the drums to do that? Like the, the swing and all that stuff. Like, and it's a feel. Yeah. And, and most people can't explain a feel. They just know when it 
feels right. Sure, and you can try to analyze it on a grid and say, oh, that's you know, 53% swing on the beat four and 58% swing on the and of three. You know, There's ways to technically analyze it, but it's not going to really be from a cultural place. No, nah, it's a, not. Yeah. And then it's, it's something that resonates inside of you. That's why, uh, like, Michael Jackson is gone, but, I mean, you could have a kid in, you know, 2024, and the kid is going to listen to Michael Jackson like it's it, it came out today. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's it's certain things that move you that just, just it's not going away. You know what I mean? And that's the thing with the new music is, like, everybody's copying everybody. Sure. Because they want, they're like, oh, yeah, I need to make a song like that because it was successful. Not, I need to make a song because this is, I have something to share to the world, and I feel like I can contribute, and they should hear it. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. You know, you know, I think one of the reasons why we're having some success in sync and licensing is because, like, there's not a lot of authentic hip hop coming from like Hollywood. It's it definitely comes from like culturally from different oh, yeah. places. And you were telling me about the ten being a dividing line. Oh yeah, tell so, me a little bit about that. Like, just culturally, what that means. So, I mean, and I had this explained to 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 me by somebody that was older, and I never looked at it like this, but. When you come to L.A., they have the 10 freeway and um, below the 10 freeway is like Inglewood, Watts, Compton, Long Beach, which most people think of as the hood. Yep. Above it, you have, you know, Hollywood, Northwest Hollywood, you know, you have Silver Lake and, you know, Santa Monica and all this other stuff. So. Um, pretty much if you go down south, which is Watts, Inglewood, Compton, Long Beach, and all that type of stuff, that's where all the talent is. You know what I mean? That's where, like, all the big stars, Snoop, Dre, um, you know, like, all those people that you, that you think of, that's where they, they came from the other side. Yep. And then... They traveled to the other side of the 10 freeway, Santa Monica, Hollywood, and all that type of stuff, because that's where the money is. Yeah. So I think, you know, back in the 90s, the disconnect, too, and I mean, if you watch, like, Straight Outta Compton is, you know, these execs and all that stuff, they're making a certain amount of money off of, you know, these dudes' lyrics and life and all that type of stuff. You know, so they come smash up the studio. They come <laughs> threaten them, like, where's my money and all that type of stuff. So it got to a point where it's like, hey, I don't know if I want to sign any of those people. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I like, but, you know, it's, you know, what's, I look at it too, what's fair is fair because if I'm a business and I'm putting up all the money. Of course. Then, you know what I'm saying? Like, I need my return. Sure. You know what I mean? And then the other thing, too, is as an artist, you signed on the dotted line. If you did not read it or if you didn't go get somebody to help you read it and, you know what I'm saying? Know what you're getting into. Reword it, you know what I mean? Redline it and, and change some of the terms for you. Yep. It's your fault. Like anybody that I look at that be like, oh, I got a bad deal. No, it was a good deal at the time because it helped you get to where you needed to get to. Sure. You know what I mean? And then you need to renegotiate once you have a little success. Yeah. And I mean, you need to, the the problem too is they didn't look at those contracts and, you know, it's probably 
in, in universe and space and time continuum <laughs> and and they didn't read it yeah. so when they're like you can't even negotiate this i'm sorry like you signed it unless yeah you signed your life away basically because sometimes if you're 20 years old and you sign something for seven or eight years i mean you're giving away the best part of your life so yeah but i mean i i know i know a bunch of dudes i mean that they, they just produce under a different name and a name that they don't own yep. you know so i mean it's ways around it but you, you know what i'm saying it's like sure. oh you're a millionaire now you're gonna bitch and moan and complain or yeah, yeah. or you're gonna or like there there's a way around it i mean people get out of comp- burning companies all the time Look at look at Seinfeld with NBC for him to be able to just do a blank thing with you guys and like own he owns everything so there's nothing anybody can say. I mean, He's a man, and then you know, then he can say I'll do an album with you and not charge you guys a dime or want any royalties or anything like. Amazing man, you know that's crazy. When we started working together, um, you know, we, I come from some sort of a cinematic soundscapey, sometimes a little classical, a little neoclassical. And and then you have all your roots, and you're, they're all over the place. I mean, you have so many different influences and stuff. Um, one of the most interesting tracks that I think would be fun to play is is one we worked together on called Firefly. Oh yeah, you know? yeah. And it's it's you know I'm playing live drums and like sort of Al Demiola type guitar, which I have to cheat to make happen because I can't play like Al Demiola. <laughs> but um, we we you know I put the drums in this room and we sat next to each other and you know. We, just we, we communicated stuff you had a really strong foundation and you actually do some really cool singing in it too and i'm going to play that track and a few people have told me that it reminds them of the weekend but this is actually unreleased so i'm going to play a couple of minutes of it because we got to save it for our album when we finally put it out yeah, yeah. but uh, here it is uh fire it's firefly right yeah firefly Touch all of mankind. We metamorphosize. That's the butterfly effect. 
It's all coming back, illuminating the dark, cause it all comes to light. Alkaline in my body for the real fight. I give you green hearts, that's symbolic, right? I may shine on some things that you don't like. I am, I am, that's power, right? This little light just made blind. Now what's lit if it's not divine? Hey folks, Stefan Shirazi and Renee Richardson here from the Metallica Report. And we are proud members of the Pantheon podcast family, where the best of music and podcasts unite. We've got something pretty cool for you. We're giving away an exclusive Metallica merch package worth over $250. That's a whole lot of scary guys, skulls, M72, and other sought-after Metallica swag. And we've made it easy for you to win. Follow and share the Metallica Report, and you're in the game. Go to pantheonpodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win. And just like that, you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package. And guess what, rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S. proud of that track man <laughs> i just love working with you that's pretty crazy i love it man so, uh, we, so get, we we got some good good bangers in the oh yeah for sure you know um there's just so much going on and it's you never know like it's throwing you and me in a blender is kind of <laughs> it's you don't know what's going to come out no but that's that's the great thing about it because you know the stuff that we did when we play it for people they're just like when the hell are you guys thinking like what how does this even happen and i like it because you know when we work together i probably the best probably yeah the best person to collaborate i have so far is because we don't get in each other's way like you do what you do and i do what i do yeah and we just make it fit you that's know. that's funny. We learned like early on, like certain boundaries not to to go over. And I, it's a funny story that, that you might laugh. But um, one time you were rapping, and I and I stopped you, and I said, "I think you've got the emphasis on the wrong syllable," which is something I do a lot to like singers, you know. Uh-huh. <laughs> and you go, "Listen, white boy, don't tell me how to rap." <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? You were right. You know, because I it's don't like, remember I said yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> I loved it. That's but that's the beauty of having like such a great right. relationship because it's like we we don't need to get you know. Yeah, much. yeah. But it's true. It's like you know. It's like I I don't have your background and come from where you come from. So who yeah. am I? To, you know, it's not it's not like like a technical thing. Now we get back into the yeah. It's not a technical. It's it's a feel. It's just like yeah, like when you do what you do. I like I I admire what you do. So I want you to be you, and I think that's one of the things that I really I. I don't like about collaborations is because I came to you for your expertise. I didn't come to you to tell you how to do <laughs> what you do. <laughs> and you, and, you know what and I mean? You were absolutely right in that case, you know, and it's cool. And we, we've got such a great understanding that way. And it's like, but we still, we, we speak our minds. If like, ah, oh, that's okay, but it could be better. Or this could be that. Yeah, of course. You know, but yeah, we kind of do stay. Yeah, because it's for the greater good of the song. You know what I mean? Like yep. if it makes the song better, I, I don't, I don't care if you, tell me i should say this or how to say it if it if it makes the song better it makes the song better you know like that's sure. that that's, that's what we goal. want yeah that's the goal you know and then oftentimes like you know in, like with this upcoming project we have where we're dealing with a, a you know a company in hollywood it's like there's going to be you know executives 
chiming in on, well, you know, that shouldn't be too negative or that this should be, you know, and we have to, the people that employ right. us to do these, these, these gigs, we answer to them. And that's part of the music business is like, oh yeah, for sure. You know, you have to be flexible because it's a fifth, you're a my way or the highway kind of person. Like people aren't going to mm. want to get you back, you know? Yeah, of course you can't, you can't do that. But I mean, Finding I'm, a, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of a my way or the highway kind of person <laughs> so that's why i don't work with many people because yeah. it's just like if it's, it's not right it's not right. yeah if it's not right it's not right and you know i don't want to just be doing stuff just to do stuff you know no and that's what i love working one of the main reasons i love working with you and i feel very privileged to uh to, to actually you know have that role so it's, it's no, great. i mean look it, as good as you are you know people wish they'd be like man i wish i could get in the studio ajax <laughs> oh man it's great man and you know this is going to turn into a double episode so i think what we'll do is we'll sign off on this one and then um next time we're going to get together and do the, the second part and let's get into some of the technical things like the tools we use and oh know, yeah for some, sure. some studio secrets types tips you know and uh here comes the uh the uh, sign off music so is my timing great or what yeah awesome man we'll have you back uh next week with uh part two and Thanks for coming. Uh, everybody like and subscribe and all that good stuff, blah, 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 blah. And go to our new website, Studio Secrets A to Z, and check out all the uh, work with me options because that's a brand new thing. Thanks, guys. See you, Reese. All right, thanks. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.